Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. If you have your Bibles, would you take a moment and turn to 1 John, 1 John. We're going to continue on this, uh, this whole idea of the idea that changed the world. And we're going to be reflecting on a children's story and drawing some analogies and some parallels to the story of Christmas, the story of God, the story of Jesus in our life to help us understand and to help us live this, that it's no longer just, hey, I know about Jesus, but you understand how to live for him. And um, so 1 John chapter 4, by the way... um, our worship team probably wouldn't do this because they would feel like it's self-promoting, but I, I have no problem doing it because I really am excited about what God is doing um, in our church. So our worship team um, has produced their first um, album called Unchanging. It's an EP, and yeah, we sing a lot of their, their new songs. And it's really not about them. But they've been challenged by the Lord to say, God, you've given us songs in our hearts to be sung to release something into the atmosphere and sing something into our communities, in our world. And they're saying yes to him and wanting to share this music with you. They're five, $5 at the Info Hub. And um, it is great, great uh, quality music. But most importantly, it's, it's got the heart of Jesus in it. So really good. Well, in... Uh, Last week we talked about that we had to start setting the stage for understanding that you were here not by accident. It wasn't the act of two passionate people that produced you, even though it was, but God had an idea for you to be born. He has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. And he wants you to to understand that first and foremost. But as we sang this morning, we understood that that how is it that that God so loved us? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So God gave us Jesus. And we think that somehow we chose God or we chose Jesus, but the reality is Jesus chose us way before um, we chose him. John 4, 1 John chapter 4. Actually, Pastor Richie already talked about this this morning. He didn't even know that I was going to use this verse. 1 John chapter 4, which means... We believe that the Spirit of God is speaking to us. We don't just come to church to hear somebody's crafted message, sing some songs that would, you know, uh, be known as worship. But we are anticipating that God himself is speaking to us. And that he's preparing something for us. And he is wanting us to grow and move towards something. 1 John chapter 4 verse 19. We love because he first loved us. He's going on saying, how is it that we can love each other if we don't first understand that he first loved us? 
We have to come to a place, not only did he choose us and pick us, but he first loved us. He has something special in store for you. That as you begin to open your hearts to what God has for you, you understand that this is a love relationship, but guess what? He chose you first. You see, you might think that you chose Jesus, but I want to tell you that Jesus chose you. You know, this whole idea that God pursues us, God pursues us. Women, do you like to be pursued by your man? Come on now. Let's try this again. Because I don't believe it's true by the way your reaction is. So I'm off the hook. Ladies, do you like to be pursued by your men? Okay, so maybe there is some truth. Now, if you're single, do you want to be pursued? All you single ladies in the house. Is there like a song about that? All you single ladies. Oh, okay. That might be very ungodly. I don't even know the lyrics of that song. I just might have... Oh, moving right along. Okay, pursuit. I know, I heard that our girls like to be pursued. So um, last week, um, I decided to do something special for Audra. I... She was off um, doing something, and, and I, I got some roses, and I took all the petals off of it, and I sprinkled a, a little line going to the candlelight dinner that I'd already prepared for her. And then the, the, the petals after the dinner uh, went up to the bathroom that had a bubble bath going with candles. And good thing Otter's not here, because she'd tell you that's a lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it though. Does that count? Good, she's still not here. This is good. But I was pursuing her in my mind. Guys, we do that all the time, don't we? We we really want to go after our girls and we just really think about it. It just doesn't quite always come out of us. But we love this idea of the pursuit. That's why we like romance movies. But guess what? The, the best love story was how God pursued us. He is relentless in his pursuit of us. I want to read you this children's story a little bit. So what to do with an idea? I would really encourage you guys to order yourself a copy because it's going to mean something to you. This is a story written by Kobe Yamada, illustrated by May Bosom. I want to read the first four pages for you. I also want you to think about, as we look at this story, that this little egg, this little seed that's wearing a crown, I want you to, even though we refer to it as an idea, I want you to think about it as Jesus. Here's going to be the parallel. One day, the story goes, I had an idea. Where did it come from? Why, it is here, I wondered. What do you do with an idea? Little boy looking at the idea. 
turn the page. At first, I didn't think much of it. It seemed kind of strange and fragile. I didn't know what to do with it, so I just walked away from it. I acted like it didn't belong to me. But it followed me, the pursuit. It followed me. I worried what others would think. What would people say about my idea? I kept it to myself. I hid it away and didn't talk about it. I tried to act like everything was the same as it was before my idea showed up. But there was something magical about my idea. I had to admit, I felt better and happier when it was around. You see, at the beginning of this book, this little boy has this idea presented to him. It's almost like he found it. But guess what? I wonder if he didn't find it at all, but it was trying to find him. You see, Jesus has always been in pursuit of people. And just like you thought that maybe you chose him, he chose you first. Remember, he thought of you even before you were born. He has a great plan and a purpose for you. And even though you wandered far away from him and you didn't even acknowledge him, he was always following you. Even when your friend, when you were young, presented the idea of Jesus and you might have sneered and snirked as like, ah, what is, this is some religious kook stuff, and you walked away, guess what? Guess who followed you? Jesus. By the way, when you were acting so selfishly and you were in the pursuit of your own selfish desires, your own fleshly desires, and you're doing crazy things, guess who was still in pursuit of you? Jesus. You see, he loves you so much that he was willing to actually give his life for you. But then you find this idea. You tuck it away in the woods someplace. You hide it because you're not so confident that other people will really receive this idea and this receive Jesus is what we like to say. How many people were there when you first found Jesus or maybe in your journeys like, I don't want to be known as one of them and you tuck it away. Or maybe it's okay to follow Jesus on Sundays, but the rest of the week you're doing your own thing. And guess what? Jesus is still there, and he's still pursuing you. There's something about Jesus, though, that when you're around him, you feel different. There's something about him that, that you encounter some joy, you encounter some peace. I love these verses. Psalm 16, verse 11. If you're taking notes, it's a great verse to write down. Psalm 16, verse 11. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. 
You see, we go through life and we journey through life and we pursue our own things that leaves us empty and leaves us wanting. And those few moments we turn around and see that Jesus is there and we turn to him, we get close to him and we experience his joy and we experience his peace. Isaiah 9, chapter 9, verse 6, talking about prophetically that Jesus was going to come to this earth. It says this, it's a, a verse we read at Christmas time. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and I love this one, Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Our world today is so craving love. They're so craving peace. They're so craving joy, not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is your, is your latest purchase, right? Your latest great meal at this fancy restaurant. Your happiness is so fleeting, but joy that goes deep that when you wake up in the morning, this morning I woke up, I was like, this is like Christmas morning. I was so excited to be in church today because I get to be with you and I get to be in God's presence and we get to do this thing together and grow together. And it's like the best Christmas morning ever. But I want to ask you this. When Jesus tells the story in Matthew chapter 18, he tells a parable. A parable is a story that people would somehow understand a, a part of his nature by him or the nature of the kingdom by him telling the story. In Matthew 18, verse 12, it's the parable of the man. He, Jesus says, suppose a man has a hundred sheep and he loses one. Will he not leave the 99 to pursue the one? By the way, we were all the one at one time. And his relentless pursuit of us followed us. Followed us when we were unsure. Followed us in our dark times. Followed us in our rebellion. Followed us really all the days of our life. Psalm 23, verse 6. We know the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Verse 6 says this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You see, his pursuit of us is relentless. But what does that mean for you today? You say, well, I found God. Well, he found you. You just happened to turn and meet because he's been following you for a long time. But not only is it that Jesus wants to be with you, but today Jesus is asking us to be him to this world. Think about that for a moment. So often we can come to this place of saying, well, I found Jesus, and you start experiencing this joy and this peace, but guess what? There are so many other people who do not have that joy, who do not have that peace, 
and they're longing to find that. And Jesus is saying, yes, he's still pursuing each person, but who will be the person to say, can you see Jesus? And most likely, they're going to see Jesus first through you. And then you're going to turn their attention to him. And you're going to have a Jesus conversation. Can I tell you what? People are so open to, for Jesus right now. I was at, a, I was at a, um, a birthday party last night to a friend of mine. And these are non-church-going people. But we had God conversations. You know, the typical conversation like, yes, I'm going to come to church now. Better watch out. The place is going to burn, going to catch on fire. You know, people love to say those ones. My daughter was at a sports practice last week. And I don't know how the conversation got started, but, but they said, hey, Abby, do you pray? My daughter's name's Abigail. Abby, do you pray? I said, yeah, I pray. Like you pray every night? Yeah, I pray every night. She goes, well, hey, can you pray for me? And then all of a sudden another one asks, can you pray for me? And then another one, can you pray for me? People are so hungry. And yet, we wonder if we should just keep Jesus hidden a little bit. Because we're unsure. I-, I found Jesus, but maybe we can just like, I found him. He's my, he's my personal savior. He's my... One, it gives me happiness, not happiness, it gives me joy, peace. But meanwhile, there's this world that's craving him. And yet, who's, who's bold enough, who's courageous enough to allow Jesus to be seen? Even though this man who leaves his 99 to go after the one, I wonder if that's us even though it was Jesus who exemplified this is what his heart is. See, we love the things to say, hey, we're going to do greater things than what Jesus did. We're talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. We love that. But what about caring for those who don't know him yet? Do we have that same passion to go after the lost So where are you in this story? Maybe you had that brief encounter. Maybe you're here, you don't even know Jesus yet, and I'm glad you're here. But Jesus showed up, and you're like, I'm not quite ready to follow him, and so Jesus will keep following you because he pursues us. His relentless love for you is what, why? You see, I don't know if Jesus really is as concerned about your sin as I think we think he is. Let me say that again. We know that sin separates us from God. We shouldn't be doing those things because of how it makes us feel and the destruction it causes in our life. There's a reason why God sets up his his, his instructions in his word because he knows what's going to help us prosper in life and he knows what's going to bring destruction in our life. But when you're in the midst of your sin and your junk, I don't think Jesus is up there. I can't believe that. I think he's saying, 
Oh man, my heart hurts. Why are you doing that? You're just going to be hurt. And he's like trying to woo you and draw you closer. And meanwhile, it's like you're doing your thing. See, I don't think he's so concerned about it. I think what he's concerned about is having you close to him. And that he wants to love you and he wants to, he wants to be there for you. He wants you to find your purpose and he wants you to come alive and he wants you to impact this world for him. That's going to give you so much joy, by the way. And it's going to give you so much peace. So where are you in this story? Maybe you're not quite ready to receive Jesus. He'll still pursue you. Maybe you like the idea of Jesus, but you're not ready to bring him with you wherever you go and you keep him hidden away and maybe that's your fear that's doing it. And today God might be saying, it's time to break out of your fear and it's okay to let Jesus out of the box and let others see him. Maybe you're at the place where you say, you know what? I've now experienced this great freedom and love and joy and peace by being in his presence. I'm going to keep Jesus close. I'm going to bring Jesus with me in my work. I'm going to bring Jesus with me in my car. I'm going to bring Jesus with me in my family. I'm going to go bring Jesus with me when I go shopping. Because wherever he is and I am and his presence will be felt. People might not always know, but they... They can sense something. So what is going to be your response today? You see, you might have thought that Jesus, or I should say, you might have thought that you chose Jesus, but Jesus has always chose you. First. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He first gave the gift to you. And why do we love? Because Jesus first loved us. It's encouraging to know that God is pursuing us. It should make you excited to know that God not only has pursued you, but he has a purpose for you. And he has a plan for you. And it probably is not going to be just about you and Jesus. Next week, we're going to be talking about how Jesus begins to include you in this unfolding narrative, in this unfolding story of how our lives are going to impact other people's lives. Not only this Christmas, but for the weeks, the months, and years ahead. If you are here today, and you're beginning to, for the first time, understand how much God loves you, Maybe you've known about God and maybe you've known about Jesus and maybe you even just have said the prayer. But he doesn't want us to just to say a prayer. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to be close to you. He wants 
you to experience his great love for you. If you started to feel that today, pursue him throughout this week. Spend time with him and let him minister to you. Let him speak to you. Maybe you have been that person that is like, I'm okay being a churchgoer, but I kind of segment my life from here's my spiritual life and here's my other life. (laughs) Here's my life with Jesus and here's my worldly life. And God is saying today, it's time to not separate them, but it's time to marry them. That he wants Jesus to be in every part of your life. And then maybe you've been concerned about what people might think. And yes, we want to respect people. Because that's really loving them. But maybe it's time this Christmas season to share Jesus with somebody else. That might be the best gift they'll ever receive. You know, a great question to ask is this. What do you think about Jesus? You'll know in their response where their hearts are at and if they're ready or not. And then you respect the conversation. But would you have the courage if somebody says, you know, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that question. Would you be able to share your story, your testimony, what Jesus has done for you? Oh, I'm feeling it. I feel the stir. I already see the conversations that are going to take place. But it's always going to start out of love. Because God is love. As Jesus works through you, qualities of his are going to come through you. Jesus wants to be with each one of us. This Christmas, slow your life down a little bit. Spend moments with him. Ask for the Holy Spirit to to give you the words to say, to give you the, the moments that you need to be aware of, that God's working. You see, Jesus is following every single person. Every person, whether they are a believer or not a believer, Jesus is in pursuit. God is in pursuit of every single person. And he's asking, maybe you, or maybe you, to help them bridge to see the pursuit of God. To help them understand what it is that they've had these brief encounters and bring them into a relationship with Jesus. All right. What do you do with an idea? I would say this. What do you do with Jesus? Because he's the idea that changed the world. Let's pray. Father, what an amazing father you are. 
pursued us. You've gone after us. Even in the midst of the craziness of our life, you go after us. You don't shake your head or your hand at us. You chase us down because you love us. Help us bring you, Jesus, wherever we go. Let us have the courage to bring you to places that we've not had the courage to bring you before. Maybe it's our workplace. Maybe it's even in our home. Lord, I'm mindful in a crowd like this, there might be some here who don't know you. And I want to give them the opportunity to receive you into their lives. With everybody just still, their eyes closed, just to keep a moment of prayer. If you are here and you've never received Jesus into your life, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray for you. You've never received Jesus into your life. Thank you. Anybody else? Today's your day. He's pursuing you. He's pursuing you. He's pursuing you. For those who have kept Jesus kind of segmented and either a Sunday morning experience or kept Jesus in the closet and you're willing to say, I want to bring Jesus more places, just raise up your hand. That's you. Thank you. Across this room. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Those who have said, you know what? I'm longing to feel his presence. I'm feeling dry right now. I need more joy. I need more peace in my life. If that's you, slip up your hand. Okay. Lord, thank you. You can put your hand down. Father, we just pray right now that, that those people who raise their hand to feel your presence, that they would feel your love your peace and your joy in their lives. You'd overflow them right now in the name of Jesus. For those who want the courage to bring you into greater places, Lord Jesus, I pray right now you increase their boldness. But Lord, I always believe their boldness is followed by an increased love. Increase their love for this world, the people of this world. Because without love, Boldness without love just becomes noise. Increase our love for people, Lord. Father, for the one that raised their hand, just saying, I want to know Jesus. Thank you. That today there's another one added into your family. We all could be reminded of this idea that we need to acknowledge what you've done on the cross, Jesus. reminded of our sinful ways and we ask for forgiveness and we repent repentance is turning the opposite direction going the opposite way and there are some today that have said this prayer before but have not repented meaning they have not turned the other direction they're still living in their sin God's heart is heavy for you because 
you've said, yes, I want to follow you, Jesus, but yet you're still following your flesh. So change your direction. Follow after Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross for us, Jesus. Thank you for conquering death three days after being crucified. He rose again. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for restoring our relationship with our Father in heaven, reuniting us with our Father. Lord, I pray that you would put a longing inside each one of us that over the weeks we're going to begin to see what our plan is in this grand narrative, this grand story that you started so many years ago, that that our life is a continuation of that. That, God, you would put inside of us an anticipation of what you're going to do through our lives this Christmas season. That each one of us, God, you have planned and purposed to be alive. That our lives are going to intersect with so many other people's lives this holiday season. That, God, you're giving us words. You're giving us love for somebody else. You're giving us the ability to bring Jesus to places. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, I pray. Afresh, anew. We want to say we want to be used by you, God. We want to join your story. Not the story of my life. I want to join your story, God. And everybody said... Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 